So <clears throat> we have a lot to unpack for this episode. What we'll I think I'm going to what I will do is like I'm going to release one big episode of this, but then I will release probably three smaller ones of yeah. of like each, each recap. But uh, I do just want to get it all in one shot. And then whoever wants to watch it in one shot can watch it in one shot. But I don't want to go over every single fight. What I do want to go over is UFC 251 right off the top. What what sticks out to us without even looking at the card. Obviously the main event. So Usman goes out there, absolutely fucking dominates Jorge Masvidal. If anything, you give Masvidal round one. I'd say comfortably right? you give him round one. That's where people are like, okay, he's going to make it a fight. But then I'm like, okay, Usman survived round one. I think he should be safe now. Yeah. Um, obviously, Masvidal still has knockout power in that second, third, fourth, fifth round. But that's where I thought that he'd be able to get the most pop off of Masvidal's shots by starting to, you know, pretty much doing what he did. Clinch him up against the cage. Maybe not get the takedown, which he wasn't successful in doing it more often than people were expecting him to do. But he's just so strong enough that he can, or is strong enough that he can just push you up against the cage, stay active enough to not get separated, um, and, and win this fight decisively. I will say, you watched that fight, and to me, Masvidal is the better fighter. His cardio failed. Anytime Masvidal actually did stuff, he defended the wrestling well, he got back up, he was winning the striking. He was losing by staying in a position and catching his breath. I think if Masvidal has cardio, he beats Usman. Easy. But but that's the thing. That's that's what Usman does well. I know. Is, it, is it's, a big if. Though, it's a big if. Right? Because it's like, well, Nobody's cardio is, is a part of the game, right? Exactly. And because he was being able... But if you look at it, when they separated and stood up of striking, Masvidal beats him. And then when Usman wanted to get him down and do the grapple stuff, anytime Masvidal actually tried to get out and do stuff, he was defending and winning yeah. those... The only time he was losing is when he's letting himself get clinched trying to catch his breath. But that's Masvidal. Like, that, that's, that's why that's, he always lost his fights in the past. Exactly. I was just about to bring that up too. This is, it went back to Masvidal's big problem where Masvidal is one of those guys where you watch him and you always feel he's like top three skilled guys you've ever seen. Like even when he was coming up, you're, you're always watching this guy like he does everything really yeah. fucking good. It's his inactivity. Yeah. He just doesn't do enough and seems to give these fights away. Everyone goes crazy over his three fight win streak, which, you know, the it, it only was one a little, you should legitimately give him is the till one. That's the till one. Um, but he he it did kind of go back to having the same issue. I do want to give him a bit of a pass on the six, the six I'm days. No, 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 when it looks so similar to your other fights in terms of the issue, I don't know how much that had to... Like, I still think, okay, maybe if he had a full cam, maybe he gasses after three instead of one. But I still don't think he can maintain that for five rounds. I'm, He's got to do something about the cardio. Over. I'm glad you brought that up because I probably would have forgotten about it. But I'm so glad that you brought up this six days notice bullshit. It's not six days. It is not six days. It's not he was training six. to fight for yeah. fight Usman when they were negotiating this fight yes, initially. But... You can't say he was in full five round fight shape, but he he, he might have in, been in like three round what, shape. He brought in this guy Bo Nickel, who's like a high level wrestler, yeah, yeah. long time ago. I want to actually track down but when like it was in, that he in, brought in. But that's that's when that's the time he started to actually really start to take it seriously. In the time, that he was fight in, the in the in the the couple of weeks leading up yeah. to the fight, though, he was not training this. for a fight. May twenty second, 
He brought in uh, yeah, Bo but, Nickel. But I'm just saying I mean? in the immediate time right before the fight, mm-hmm. he wasn't training for a five-round championship fight, and then he took it. He had done some training before. There was, there so was, that, but that's what that's probably why his, de- his defense looked so good. Yeah. But it was definitely a cardio issue. To me, it was definitely... I look at that fight and I go, Masvidal has better skills, but if he doesn't get his cardio up, he will never beat Kamaru Usman. I'm actually... I just wanted to see how long it was where... Uh, uh, Burns actually got the fight because that what, as soon as Burns got the fight is when Masvidal technically would have stopped training for Usman. That's when the talks fell apart. You know what I mean? He was still training, but helping out Poirier. He was doing a he lot. Was helping of, out Poirier. He so again, he, Poirier. he was. Uh, I doubt we're going to find that information. But either way, I, I, I'm not buying into the the Masvidal just hopped off a couch and and just got this fight in six days. And people need to quit with that narrative. Even yeah, himself obviously, said that. It's not yeah. that he's been helping me train. The guy's exactly. In shape, so, um, but yeah, you're right. If you want to legitimately give him three months to train for a fight, I still don't think it would go any different. I, I agree. This yeah. is the thing. I, it's funny because I'm saying if I look at this fight, Masvidal is easily more skilled yeah, yeah, yeah. and based off skills should always win. But that one thing that's holding him back is such a big thing yeah. that I don't think he overcomes that. I don't see how, because it's it's been a problem his whole career. Yeah. And you're telling me he's going to get Kamaru Usman type cardio anytime soon? No. So I actually do think if the fight happened like this again, it, or sorry, if, if they matched him up again, it would probably... It, it it would be a little closer, but I still I still think Usman just grinds him out. The cardio he, is just too he's big. He's the grind king, though. It's like just, nobody's going to be able to get him off. The cardio he's too is strong. Too much. It's his too cardio much. is good. Uh, his wrestling is good enough to uh, like if you keep it up against the clinch, it's, it's good in That's that a, aspect. Yeah, like here's the thing: he, maybe you can't hold Masvidal down, but when you have cardio, you could just keep taking him down, and then when he gets back up, still hold him against the cage, land shot. You're still winning the whole time. So if Masvidal, if he can't get his cardio up, he should never take this fight again. Uh, it's it's weird to say this considering like the the boringish style of Kamar Usman. I think in our generation, you know, post GSP, he's going to be the greatest welterweight of all time. It's, I uh, find it hard to believe anybody's going to beat him, dude. Especially the only one in the top five he hasn't beaten is Gilbert Burns. Now he's that's see, and he's beaten like number seven, number eight. I think Wonder Boy. So there's Burns at one, and then Wonder Boy at six is the next guy. Wow, he hasn't fought. Like who? What? So what? Gilbert Burns is probably going to be ready to fight soon. Yeah. They, they might get that fight done by the end of the year, November. I'd say, yeah, I'd say November. They so they announced uh, Costa and Izzy for September. Yeah. So maybe October. October, November. And I think they're doing two pay per views in October. Like I told it's you, it's not right? like Usman took a lot of damage. Like he should be okay coming yeah. out of that fight. He took some strikes, but he I looked agree. fine. I'd say top three guys that are a threat to Kamaru Usman. Number one Colby. would be Burns. I'd say number two, Colby. Number three, Edwards. I'm actually, well, we haven't seen how the fight plays out, but right now I would rank Colby number one. Uh, I'd have to give Burns the slight edge because I feel like he has the better striking in terms of power. Um, the he cardio. has the jiu-jitsu, so even, even if Kamara wants to take him down, it could be a little bit dicey yeah. down there. Stylistic, but that right. cardio is the, the cardio, big yeah, exactly. X Yeah, I'd say, man. you know what, For you're, you're right. Maybe for two rounds, yeah. Burns will be a problem. For two rounds, Burns will be a problem. But Colby is, I say he's a carbon copy of Kamaru Usman, just not as strong. Yeah. Everything little, else is pretty much the yeah, exact same. Yeah. And when you watch their fight, it was super tight. And what was the difference? 
yeah. the power and the strikes. They put him out finally at the end. Um, do go rewatch that fight. Remember I did. How, I, I did recently rewatch did you, it. Did you have it? I had a 3-1 Colby going into round five. Oh, in terms of scoring, I sorry, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see it in the score that guy. again because yeah. I think that was definitely. It was a close, close fucking fight, fight man. Yeah, like it was a close fight. Again, I think that uh, Colby might even have the slight edge in terms of output. Yeah. If they were to fight again, you know but I mean? Kamaru's stiff shots though. Yeah, man. they're that, just they're just they, a little bit more landing, pop on Yeah, them. it was. Um, but yeah, I, I think. What do you think of that statement, though? Do you think Kamaru is the greatest welterweight after GSP now? Like, who, yeah, nobody's going to beat him. Who else? You got Matt Hughes. Uh, you got Robbie Lawler, Johnny Hendricks, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> I can't believe you even brought that name. You got to bring him up at least. Fuck you. I would say. Here, I'll give him this though. I don't think Tyron Woodley's the worst welterweight champion. I think Robbie Lawler is the the worst welterweight champion. Robbie Lawler got two split decisions he never should have gotten, so he never should have been the champ, and then he should have lost it. Oh, yeah, the Condit and Hendricks fights, right? Good point, but... I don't think he ever should have been the champ. Skill for skill, though. Like, I hate that the first Woodley-Lawler fight went the way it did. Well, the only one. They were scheduled to fight again, but then uh, Woodley had to pull out. Fuck. I wish we got to see that fight again because I think Lawler could, could beat him. Skill for skill-wise, I'm talking about. I think Lawler is more skilled than Woodley. Maybe not their title reign, but skill-wise. And I'm talking skill-wise for like greatest welterweight too, is what I mean. Usman is up there with GSP. I think GSP would beat Usman, like prime for prime. GSP would beat Usman. But I think uh, Kamaru is a solid number two. Nobody has his cardio power, pace, all that shit. It's the thing with Kamaru, right? When you go into a fight and you're Usman... Imagine how confident he feels. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to try and strike with this guy. Oh, shit, he's tuning me up. Let me wrestle. Oh, shit, I can't take him down. I'll just hold him against the cage. Exactly. Okay, like, there's so there's many options. There's always something to bail him out that's Wait, just strong when enough. When your cardio is that good, yeah. you can just keep working mm-hmm. and always win based off activity. I don't I don't see anybody beating him. I, I really don't. Colby is the closest thing, but that that's about it. He's such a monster. Um. Well, what is next? It's clearly going to be Burns. Yeah, 100%. Give it to um, Burns. What or, do you think about... I, well, yeah, I guess not Leon. Not Leon. Poor Leon is Edwards. He, no, no, no. He's getting lost. Edwards Masvidal. I if like Masvidal it. Masvidal not going to take the fight, though. He should, there's, there's a well, solid enough story. You know what? He might actually do it. It's a winnable it. fight. He might actually do it because he did say... That he knows he's got to go win like two fights to get back into the title fight. So he already mm, shot down Colby. Gonna, yeah, he's going to fight Colby, and they're already looking at uh, Colby Woodley. Colby oh, already yeah, tweeted yeah. out that the the contract. Well, the, this out there. is what's going on. He signed the contract for August twenty second, and Woodley saying, "I don't want to do it that early." Over, yeah. yeah. I, I they can't get it done. wait till they make that fight. Hopefully, they I get put it all done. the money on Colby again. All <laughs> like of it. just all always of it. fade Woodley. Uh, uh, depending on the matchup, but more often than not, fade Woodley. Fade him against fucking Edwards. <laughs> fade him against Colby. You know what's funny is would that be the only fight where people would kind of be cheering for Woodley? From or would a, that from fight a actually make Colby a fucking face? I don't think it would make. <laughs> it I wouldn't think be Colby's that still going to be the bad guy. Yeah. It wouldn't be that far. Let's see if they have Colby Woodley minus two seventy five. Colby, I would take all of that and Can more. Can you imagine? I, I just had a crazy thought. It's super. <laughs> if Colby, like you know, how Colby doesn't care about crossing lines. Yeah, you want to cross another level of a line. Imagine he starts coming out and uh, his whole thing is all lives matter. <laughs> 
God, that would that, twist Woodley dude, up in a bunch, dude. Dude. That would fuck him up. That would be another level of line crossing. <laughs> like, oh my God. That That is a legitimate <laughs> insult nowadays, though. Unfortunately, to say all lives matter, everybody's well, getting pissed that, off. That means that. you're demeaning the black lives yeah. matter when you're saying that. So can you imagine he comes out and that's his whole campaign Shirt, leading up all to lives <laughs> matter, fucking hat, all lives matter. Dude, that would But then when people ask him about it, he's like, of course black lives matter, all lives matter. Yeah, so oh, like yeah. he's not but putting what's it doing them Woodley? down. Yeah, what's it doing to Woodley? Yeah. <laughs> no? Oh my god, that would be absurd. I want to see like how far is this guy willing to take it? Yeah, exactly. Like when you're talking about um, Glenn Robinson having a heart attack and dying. Yeah, when yeah, you're talking yeah, about yeah. Kamaru Usman, Jesus. Matt Christ. Hughes getting hit by that train. He yeah, was that poking one, fun at that when he was fighting Robbie. I'm not too big. Like Matt Hughes is a dick. Of course, but no, like it's so he's like he's a he's an asshole. Like not a lot of people like that guy. Yeah. So. Plus, from what I understand, didn't he just try and beat the train? I think so. Uh, you, you win <laughs> stupid prizes for doing dumb things, right? Like I'm play stupid game, win well, yeah, stupid whatever, prizes. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> Even I kind of fucked that up. Um, all right, so we we kind of have a little bit of a, a forecasting in terms of what we're doing with the welterweights. Let's talk about featherweight now. Yeah. Volkanovski goes out there, defends his title against yeah. Max Holloway. Super controversial decision at first, but we went over it in deciding splits, and we agree that Volkanovski won around three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, so the the appropriate result is out, at least in our opinion. But I wouldn't be mad at a third Holloway fight. However, don't do it immediately. Yeah, no, Volkanovski no, no, no. has a couple no, other no, guys no. out there that he can go fight. No. Holloway needs to, to build himself back up. Maybe one max, no pun intended, two more uh, wins. And then you could get a Honestly, shot I think again. One is enough, like especially if it's dominant. Depending on the level of com- or who he's fighting, let's let's go see what the rankings are saying. Even though we know that, let's say Max goes out, fights Zabit, and fucking mauls him. Nobody's going to be oh, like, of course. No, 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 of course. Let, yeah, let's yeah, get right. him one right now. You're right. And uh, you know what? That's a fight to make. Max Holloway versus Zabit. Zabit well, is think, number two. Yeah, I think. Zabit's, when the fuck did he go up to number two? I think Zabit's actually supposed to be uh, scheduled to fight. Uh, who the fuck is we it? We got three and four. Are, are I feel it's like arguing. either Yair or or Brian. Nothing confirmed in terms of him having one of that one of those fights, or even a uh, zombie. Zombie might be fighting Zabit too. No, I'm pretty well. Zombie and Ortega keep going back and forth. Yeah, they're they're trying to get a date together. So I'd like to believe they're going to get matched up. Zabit Yair makes total sense. Hey, Why man. not Max and oh, Calvin? Calvin, I was about to say because <laughs> well, you look at the rankings, at the same yeah, time. like yo, that would be a fun fight. Yeah, it's uh, it makes sense for both guys considering where they are right now yeah. in the division. Cater's probably going to be like hell yeah. Give well, me he just one. he had a solid win in his last fight in the main event spot, which obviously has a little and bit that more. That would be a fun stand up. That'd fight. be a great fight. A really, that'd be fun. a great a fucking fight. Night fight. Main event, maybe give me five yeah. rounds of that. Who? Yeah, I prefer they do five rounds over a, um, a co-main event spot or anything like that. Um, yeah, you know what? If Volkanovski's looking to turn around quick, he's got no one. I, un- unless they don't match up everybody. Who is the most deserving right now? Um, I would say the winner of Ortega, Chan Sung Young. Like, Zabit is next. But that's not even scheduled. Like, yeah, I know. I'm saying right now, based on fights that but aren't that's scheduled. Th- number two is Zabit, but nobody wants to see Zabit get a title shot. No. After that win over Cater? No. No. So I'd I think say he's, he's uh, zombie would be most. Uh, I'd say zombie. Zombie's the most deserving. Zombie. And the UFC loves zombie. Yeah, because he's exciting. They like to give that guy title shots. So I'm cool with that. So um, so we have a yeah. Holloway Cater is probably the best matchup that you can put together okay, for get those Frankie guys. Frankie out of there. I'm quite, yeah. Frank well, Frankie's a 35er now anyway. So, um, and then bantamweight. Speaking of 35ers, Peter oh, Yan. Just a quick yep, thing on sorry, the co-main. Um, um, so. 
Volkanovski rightfully won on the 10-9 must scoring system. Oh, yeah. But if there's any fight that highlights how stupid and shitty that system is, it's yeah. this one. Because everyone agrees Max Holloway won the whole fight. Um, but round by round, where you have to just score each round as an individual fight, but then you can't like one guy can easily like easily win around versus eke out around their equal. It's just it's a there are system. they are different. Rounds one and two are much different than three, four, and five. Yeah, you gotta just do away with this. Just mm-hmm. I don't get it's I hate I hate when the solutions are so simple and they overcomplicate shit. What well, is with this points and adding? Just fucking do pride, man. Just like, who won the fight? Look at the damn fight and say who won. When we get back, uh, when we get to the Wednesday card, there is a judge that scored a fight uh, a ten seven. There was a ten yeah. seven in round one for one of those fights. Use so the numbers, you know what I mean. But then one of those judge, that same judge, goes out there and scores Jessica Andrade over Rose Nam yeah. Yunus, right? Jesus so Christ. yeah, there is somebody on the right track, but you know that still shows that there are flaws that they need to. To, to correct but, but here but it would simplify it too because now the judge is looking at just this five minute frame and he's got to make a decision who won this Ooh, that was a little close but maybe the whole fight is easier to see because may all the first five minutes were close but then this guy easily wrecked him in the last 10 minutes so as the whole fight it's easier to see I think we're overcomplicating it by dividing it into these segments then each segment has to be scored it's just like what are we doing here just score the fight the, the the one thing that we also have to look at is when we're taking into our consideration our CSS or our relative scoring system is that they, they we're looking at it after the fact. Yeah. They have to do it round by round. If you look at it after, like after the fifth round is done or after the third round is done, go back and look, okay, was round one a 10-9 compared to the 10-9 I gave in round but two? That, Can I change round one to 10-8 because 10, the 10-9 in round two is much different than the 10-9 in round one? That's like, why if we that's if, the difference. if they did do a system like that, I don't think they should have to submit the scorecards until the end so that yeah. they can do the relative. But what I'm trying to say is even get rid of that. Why is it so complicated? Just, just say at the, end at the end who won the fight. Pride, there was no scoring. It was literally a judge just saying that guy's name. Yeah. Who won? Ricardo Arona or fucking Vanderlei Silva. Like that's that, that's how simple it should be because most people I mean, if they went to that system, you'd probably get the 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 right winner more times than now. I mean, it this system sucks. It's not really working I, I, at all. I'm not sure, man. You you still have to like like when there are close-ish fights. Um, I think judges will still end up getting it wrong more often than not. That's fine, but it's not going to be worse than this shit. And it's way more reflective of actually who's winning the entire fight. Because, like, even the Volkanovski and Holloway fight, you see him win uh, the last three rounds. You yeah. see Volkanovski win the last three rounds. Is that going to play more of an, uh, a factor in the judges' minds because it's the last thing they saw compared to what Max did in the first? It could, 10, but... Right? I still feel That's like... That's what Pride did too as well. I think they, they weighed... The even risen, they weighed the latter part of the fight heavier than the but that, beginning of. That more came <clears throat> into play when it was like a big thing, like a big factor. Like this one's like Volkanovski's winning the later parts, but he's barely winning. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's <clears throat> mauling him after getting his ass whooped for the first part. It was like, no, no, no. He got handily beat up for 10 minutes and then he outpointed for 15. Every, like, this was one where everyone did say, like, just watching as a fight, Max Holloway won the fight. So part, I think you would have got a better result. A part of me still feels like I, I, I don't mind the, the scoring round by round. Like that, I you're, you're like every round you're essentially trying to score a point. Like think of it as like hockey. Every round you're trying to score a point. Every time a team scores a point, you get one point. You know you're up one point. 
compared to like a full 25 minutes split up into five rounds did i do enough in that first or no, second but then, round okay let's let's go sure. with the hockey thing right the way we're doing it right now it's like we're scoring each period like its own game um, we're, we're, when at the end of a hockey game, you look at the whole game and the total but it's, points. It's tough to legitimately can, like but, score a point. Like you no, can't put a basket in a can bucket. Can you imagine? Or, can you imagine they did this uh, after period one? It was three uh, one for this team. So that team wins period one. Now the scores doesn't matter. Now we go to period two, and this team won three yeah, two. They win period point. two. It's not going to be the right result. I I just take the whole fight. Take the, take whole, the whole thing. Fight. I don't. I I highly doubt we'll ever see that type of reform in it judging or scoring be. or anything like that. If anything, based on what we currently have, and I feel like the closer thing for us to fix is the the leniency with the ten sevens, the ten eights, and the ten nines. Yeah, that's going to be the that's the easier thing to pass compared to you know going back to pride rules or but, pride but judging. The, the funny part is like it'd be easier to pass, but the actual easier system to use is the pride score. It's very very. I'd love to see. Like I like how uh, Invicta did the the open scoring. So that's a little bit of, you know, it's only one state. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see maybe one state go out there and be like, all right, we're going to, you know, judge based on an entire fight. Let's give it a trial run. Let's see how it goes. Let's do like 10 events and see if we get proper judging, proper outcomes and see what the outcry is. Maybe. It's it's one fight. It's not three fights. Yeah. You know, or five different fights. Mm -hmm. Like, just judge the whole fight. One fight fight that we didn't need the judges for, thankfully. Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo. Crazy fucking fight. You know, the the roller coaster of, all right, Piotr Jan looks really fucking good. To the next one being uh, Jose Aldo. You're looking really good now, too. You're you're coming back. He looks old almost. Even better because he was exchanging more in the fire. Like, he was standing in the pocket a little bit more. And then Piotr Jan comes back around. Jose Aldo's uh, past cardio issues start to plague him once again. And we see Piotr Jan just absolutely take over. And Jose Aldo, like, just gave the fuck up at the end there. And, you know, obviously you're going to give up when you have a Russian over you and fucking full mount. Uh, I think he had his back or was it full mount? Kind of like the Kane Velasquez. Yeah, yeah, just like the side, yeah, yeah, not taking the back, but side full mount, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, and ate a ton of unnecessary shots. You could have stopped that fight maybe a minute, minute Uh, and a half earlier. That stopping was god awful, yeah. Like, Uh, who was it? Leon Roberts, probably we were looking at the screen, like, stop the fucking fight, man. What is happening? Even even the the commentators, everybody was fucking losing it. Even Rogan on Fight Fight Companion, they were like, yo, stop it, stop it, stop Stop it. it. Yeah, he kept saying, stop the fight because okay. Let, this was a good comparison that I heard comparing to the Anthony Smith Glover Teixeira one in terms of damage that one should have maybe should have been stopped and people were complaining about oh, it yeah, but yeah. here's the thing if you rewatch that fight Anthony Smith's getting pounded on and the ref goes Smith you gotta do something he would literally kick back yeah. at that time and then go back to doing nothing again. But anytime the ref said something, he did something. Yeah, this Aldo one was like, shit. Aldo, you got to do something. Block. Yeah, just yeah. staying blocked. Staying blo- He's telling you he wants yeah. out. Take the fucking hint, ref. Yeah. I mean, anybody on their couch at home could have seen that. That was just Absolutely. a really bad stoppage. Um, one thing on Aldo, though. Um, you can definitely tell, like, that young Aldo fire is gone. Like, he... He's definitely, like, he quit. Like you said, like, he had this face like he didn't want to be there after round three. But this is the first time, in my opinion, that he's faced somebody that has that type of killer instinct even in the last rounds. And enough of a killer instinct with cardio. Yeah, and I'm talking about, like, any other fight that he's fought in the past that take him to that fourth or fifth round, Mark Hominick, uh, Ricardo Lamas, that these guys that slowly take over, they might have won those fifth rounds, but they don't have the type of tenacity and fucking finishing power that Piotr Jan has. Here's the, the, the other side to that. Those fights he was 
comfortably winning and had the confidence knowing I'm better than this guy. That, true, true. In the Holloway in this fight, though, it, it seems to me like when he's starting to get his ass whooped and he doesn't really know what to do mm-hmm. back, there is a bit of like wilt in him. And I, and see, see, I see a little bit better of an Aldo this time around than I did one in his Holloway fights. Oh, I don't know if yeah. it was just the styles, maybe just Holloway was a really bad too, yeah. the Holloway was just a really bad stylistic matchup for him. But man, like I, he I'm not, good. I'm not, first three rounds he was fine. That's he was what I mean. Like it I'm was, not completely down to say he's completely could, done yet. You like, could argue it was two one Aldo, although yeah. I would say it was two one Yan. Mm-hmm. And then obviously championship rounds it was just a blowout. But yeah. he, for the first three rounds he was competitive. Like those I would, body shots he was whipping, <sighs> like they were classic Aldo. Yeah. And he the leg kicks, which he kind of did a started to abandon later on, but like at first, you're just like, oh, shit, these body these body hooks and these leg kicks, fuck, Aldo's looking good. But he does get that face about him where it, it looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. Like, yeah. once he realizes this guy's got me outmatched, he just it's doesn't... He just kind of waits for the ref. I, I'm still... I would still put money on Aldo at, uh, in a three-round fight. Yeah, three-round. In a three-round three round fight. fight I would still I would still give him the benefit 100%. of the doubt here. Um, but yeah, solid performance from Piotr Jan. A perfect injection for the bantamweight division too because I feel like he's just like the flyweights as we'll talk about later in this episode. You get a guy that's highly marketable, may not speak the best English or may not be the most marketable to the North American market, but the guy's a killer and he's very fun to always watch. And the- to get those big wins under his belt now like Jose Aldo and whoever he beat last time who did he beat last time uh, Uri Faber whatever Jimmy Rivera before that like you're getting solid entertaining wins it's easy to market so I'm happy for this Peter Yan yeah that was one that we haven't really touched on like we were just talking about Aldo the whole time but yeah Yan is a fucking monster like that cardio is absurd yeah the the amount of shots that he ate to the body and the leg and and shrugged them off (laughs) stayed in his face kept throwing and then when he's trying to finish in the fifth round he's flurrying full speed like he's not it doesn't and then when he the fight ends he's like fine I'm like what the fuck? Like, what is this guy made of? It's unreal. So his UFC run right now has Ishihara, Jinsu Sun in a fight he probably should have got to finish, but Sun just had a ridiculous chin on him, ridiculous mm-hmm. heart. Uh, Douglas Silva, Deandraj, Don John Dodson, Jimmy Rivera, Uriah Faber, and now Jose Aldo. His only ever career loss, he avenged two f- two fights after that to Magomed Magomedov back in ACB. Um, yeah, the guy's a beast, man. Uh, what, what do we got for one thirty-five like now? So you got uh, Marlon Marais to potentially fight him. Aljamain Sterling should be it's the next, next one. It's, it's got to be Sterling. Dana just seems so against it, though. Like he did, he's not he he's not denying it, nor is he saying yeah he's next. But like there's something about Aljamain Sterling that Dana doesn't like, and it's did Dana very fuck clear. his wife or something. Like, it's very clear. I don't maybe. Maybe he chirps too much or maybe behind the scenes he's hard to deal with and negotiates. I don't get it because Aljamain seems like one of those guys who's at the top of the division that just gets shitted on. Like, oh, he's fighting. Put him on the prelims. Like, what is yeah. this Aljo hate? I mm-hmm. don't get it at all. I don't see what he could have done to get that level of, like, dismissal. Like, he's just dismissed all the time. He went out there and absolutely dismantled Corey Sandhagen last time around. So, yeah, he is number more than deserving. Yeah. He beat Pedro Munoz. He lost to Rafael Sansal. He beat Jimmy Rivera. Beat Cody Stamen. How many guys in the top 10 has he beaten? Fuck. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he's won quite a good amount of fights, man. Four out of the top Stamen, 15, Rivera. actually. Interesting. Uh, he had a very close fight with the Sansal. Mm-hmm. Didn't fight Aldo. Beat Munoz. Beat Sanhagen. Yep. Jesus Christ. You got four names in the top 10 right there that yeah. you've taken out easily. 
I mean, we got to give him the title fight. Yeah. Technically, um, technically, Marais. Technically, yeah. He right? should. He should. Especially considering he just has a win over the guy that just fought for the title. He's not getting any love. No? But um, I will say with Marlon Marais, he, he's he's got to work on the mental cardio side. Cardio and man. mental. It's that yeah. cardio mental side. That was, it's a, such a bad look because he, skill-wise, he's like one of the best you've ever seen. It's so on point. It's scary. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then it's like, as soon as he wilts a bit, he turns into like a helpless child almost. Yeah. He gets that look of like, save me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just totally gives up. Like he He's a super complete, demoralized. He has huge quit in him. It's very yeah. clear. Um, I believe the rumor currently is that he's supposed to be fighting Cody Garbrandt next, which is a solid number one contender like fight it. in my opinion. I think, see, the UFC loves Cody. He's got that style. Yeah. So if I'm the UFC, that's a fight I want to make because I want to get Cody into the number one position to get him a title fight because he's going to be the biggest draw. Him against Piotr Jan? Piotr. Oh, like, like a Cody that's not playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Holy fuck. I think Jan still murks him, but... You know what? I don't even think that. It, I don't know. If if Gar- Garbrandt won't fight him like he fought Dillashaw, at least, no. I would like to believe. So if he fights Discipline, that's a close, that's a close you need, fight, man. The only chink that we've seen in Jan's armor is leg kicks. And Aldo did a decent job in the, and the body the shots. Bit, and the, the body, body shot. But that is Aldo. Like, but, Aldo's yeah. just... He's really good. Let's not forget. Jimmy Rivera chopped the fuck out of his legs. And he just always kept getting caught at the end of the round, which is why he lost that fight. But Pedro Munoz is another guy that has solid leg kicks. I don't think we'll ever see him get a title shot, though, because he's just not able to crack that top three. Uh, but yeah, Aljamain Sterling easily next Man, for Piotr Jan. You, know, you know how I feel about Pedro Munoz. Yeah. I, I think he's barely a top 10 fighter who got <laughs> he's lucky. He's just getting away. He he's got lucky that Garbrandt decided to play yeah. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yeah. and he's, 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 his ranking is totally based off that one <laughs> In fact, Garbrandt gets one good win and they just skyrocket him above Munoz again so what, what's next for uh, for fucking Aldo what do, what do we do with the next who sorry for Jose what do oh, we do with Aldo. next for him um, that's an interesting fight I, I, you know what like I wouldn't mind Aldo Sanhagen too many killers yeah he yeah you know what that's three round really, Aldo Sanhagen not bad that's a solid fight and you know that Sanhagen won't like put a massive beating on Aldo like he might like I, I don't see Sanhagen doing like what Holloway and Yan did to him, where it gets uncomfortable to watch, especially in a three rounder. If um, you know what, I think well, Sanhagen could, like, could really start pulling away later in the fight because he does. But have if it's a three round, a, if it's a three, a, a three rounder, but like he has that, he's the type of guy that moves a lot, throws a lot of punches, throws a lot of shots. But it's more outpointing than like beating yeah. the shit out of the guy. But it might, it might, it could get to the the Holloway type of fight where it's just overwhelming with but strikes but only in a five rounder but he's not like a one punch he's not when did a Holloway finish Aldo third round no yeah that was but right? Holloway's pressure was insane like I, insane. I could see Corey making him work okay fair enough but I, in terms I like of, that fight but another fight I'd say is uh, Jimmy Rivera and Jose Aldo I wouldn't mind that that's not a bad fight right? either Rivera just won uh, against Cody Stamen uh, he, you know, not a crazy pressure fighter, solid leg kicks himself as well. So that would be a very fun fight to watch too. Hey uh, man, if I'm, if I'm Jimmy Rivera and I want to climb the rankings, Pedro Munoz versus Frankie. If Frankie wins, he slides into five. I'm going after Frankie. That's an easy yeah. way to get up. In fact, the winner of that is the easiest one out of any of those, mm-hmm. those guys above you. Man, Rivera, Rivera has had a little bit of a tough run, but those guys that he's he lost to are legit. He got forgotten about. Like even yo, me and you, yeah, we saw the odds in, against him versus Cody yeah. Stamen, and we're like, I uh, had to take that bet. Yeah, stylistically, yeah. what are he what's going on? He should keep the fight on the feet, and then he should be the better striker. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> did y'all forget that he barely lost to Peter? But Dan? he lost. He lost three out of his last four fights. Dude. Who did he lose to? <laughs> Who 
did he fucking lose to? The kid, the top three guys in the the champ was his last one. He had a close fight with him. Close fight with him. Yep. Got caught with a head kick quick. Fine. Then he got stifled. The Sterling loss was his most clean cut yeah. bad loss. Yeah. Came back looking good in the Peter Yan fight. Yeah. He just got dropped twice at the end of round one and two. I agree. And then Cody <laughs> Stamen is supposed to go out and beat this guy. Who has great takedown D and solid boxing? I don't know. It just we didn't see it. People are like, "Yo, Stamen looks bigger than him too, so that should be better." I'm like, you know how thick and dense Jimmy Rivera is, and, and Stamen <laughs> was getting clipped a bit by Brian Kelleher yeah. just a few weeks before. Yeah. You think he's gonna he's gonna beat Jimmy Rivera I, in the standout? Yeah, I don't get it. I didn't. I just didn't get that um, at all. Solid win for Rose. She went out there, did what she needed to do, but yeah, she got but beat on a little bit more than she should have. It's, it's again, you're where you're like. Why can't she just get a fucking clean win yeah. here? Because like she's so much more skilled. Yeah. But Andrade won't go away. No. And then Andrade hits you just like once in fifteen minutes, and all of a sudden see your her, face is broken. Did you see her after the fight? With she the, looked like she was fucking. She got mauled. Yeah. But then you watch the fight. You're like, oh, she tooled her for the first two rounds. Yeah. And then once again, that cardio and the pressure. This was the fight where I thought Rose is going to right that wrong, and she did. But not really that much, because like yeah. once again, if that was a five round fight, was she gonna get walked down for four and five yeah, and lose that's again? True. I say know. what you want about Andrade; she has solid enough cardio to continue to like just implement her game style, which is just fucking go forward, throw heavy shots, and try to hurt you. Who knows how a five round skill wise in terms of defense, she's terrible and she does rely on her yeah. toughness. But what about her head movement, dude? Yeah, oh, just no. random bobbing. No. Yeah, just. No, you just can't doing get me. this constantly. You can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> or you can time it. But yeah, at least Rose got the win. And uh, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious at this point we're getting we're getting Wiley, Wiley versus against Rose. Rose. I mean, I'm okay everyone with that. Everyone wants it. So. Rose is down for it too. I thought she would be a little bit skeptical in terms of uh, getting a title shot again because she's just been so against the title. Remember oh, like when she lost the fight, she goes, ready. this is a relief that I lost yeah, this. Yeah, but right? now she looks, she seems like she's in a better headspace mm-hmm. at least. Uh, Amanda Hibas goes out there and does what she needs to do against yeah, Paige Van Zandt. was obvious. Everybody knew it was going to happen. For Hibas. that's exactly what happened. They're really pushing her though. Like, uh, yeah. I think it was on the Wednesday card. They just kept giving her a spotlight. She was sitting beside Dana and shit. Like, they're really, really pushing her. I'm like, slow down a little bit. She's a straw weight. She took this fight at five weight just to fight Paige, but she's actually a straw weight, so she still needs to go down there. A lot of tough matchups down there for her, but she has a little bit of a bright future, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for her. Any other standouts for the card? Uh, Yuri Prokhaska. Yeah, this dude. Solid performance, That was dude. a great performance. That's I mean, one of your guys, isn't he? <laughs> now, but okay, look, he's got a, you know, you, you try that against the, the top tier guys, you're going to get clipped. Vulcan is a top tier guy. That is true, (laughs) but here's the thing, right? It's always easier when you are brand new coming in and nobody knows what the fuck you're going to do. But then when we got tape on you, when we can see a couple of your fights, it's a totally different story. It's like a... That uh, who the fuck is that? Michelle Pereira, the the dancing oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, Like he knocked out Danny Roberts fast, and everyone's yeah. going crazy about him. But that's because no one knew he was going to do that. Now yeah. everyone's ready for it. You're not doing anything, right? So yeah. he's got to worry about that. But the the only negative was probably his striking D. Maybe he was just getting sloppy coming into. That's much. just him though. Outside of that though, he looked great. Fucking great, man. To finish Vulcan Uzdemir the way that he did. I mean, very, eyes very open, dead against the cage, like. Destroyed. The guy's huge. He's like his cardio looks good. Yeah, his six four moves the way he does, covers range as well as he does. I like he could definitely he taught, be a problem. I like what he says. Like he did, he he waited to get in the UFC because he wanted to get his yeah. skill set up. Like he's not just a lot of these European fighters. You see them come in and and they're kind of they are just where they are. Yeah, and they're just taking fights, tough fights. But this guy s- seems a lot smarter and calculated. Like mm-hmm. waited for the right time. Um, just the way he fought too. It was just, it was fun. It was very exciting. It was 
that is the way to get into the good graces of the UFC. Because yeah. now you you just jumped into the top top seven. He's a top eight six. now. Okay, he number is, eight. Uh, eight, yeah. You got a highlight real KO. You're probably, even though you just debuted, two fights away from a title. Easily. Easily. That's fantastic. He, uh, before we get into that, he's 27-3-1. So he came into the UFC, what, to, in his 30th fight, he made his debut. And he's still young. He's like 29, 28? Uh, he's very young. He is 27. Holy shit. There How you go. Talk about experience at like, that I level. I don't even care when guys lose before like 25. Yeah, like, that's true. They, t- they still change into a own. completely different fighter after that, so who yeah. cares? Um, um, uh, one thing uh, I would... What's next if for him? I'm, if I'm the UFC, Corey, Corey Anderson. Because they don't like Corey Anderson. They want him out of there. Corey Anderson's ranked four. It's a good way to get Prochaska up there. And yeah. Corey Anderson could rebound off of that with a good win. I would do Yuri versus Corey. Blahovich just recently lost, right? No, he just knocked out Corey. So he's been campaigning for... Blahovich is either going to fight Jones for the belt or Dominic for the interim. True. That's what's going to so, happen there. So Tiago, Tiago just got matched up with Glover. He's fighting Glover. Smith is fighting Rakic. Yeah, there's there's Gustafson's literally no, at heavyweight. There's now. literally no one but Corey left there. Yeah, Corey, he's the odd Blahovich one and Reyes. So it could either be Corey or Reyes or Blahovich if they don't get matched up with each other. I think I think best case when you look at that, it's probably Corey. It sticks out. Like it, it's I just find it difficult for them to to want to put that fight together. Other than the fact that they probably hate Corey, the UFC being, I, I would think they would be but jumping. At just that. coming off a, a devastating loss like that. To, to, to Jan Bohovic, even though it was against a top two, top three guy. But, I completely understand that, but, but they're pretty good at matching up guys that are coming off wins with each other. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? The UFC, when you look at those two guys, they clearly want Yuri oh, as of course. the star, and they don't care about Corey. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're probably like, hell yeah. Number eight versus number what four, do, and he's and it's like a good time to get him? Hell yeah. Let's what are we it. waiting on for Jones? Uh, to see if he wants to fight. He's not suspended or anything, right? No, a contract dispute. He just doesn't want to fight for... Well, no, now. the main contract dispute was for uh, the, the Francis. Uh, Francis fight. But even now, he's just saying, like, if they don't want to pay me, I'm not going to fight. So I, he's fine sitting out. So, so I guess the most likely thing is that we'll up. get Reyes and fucking Blahovic for their interim title. Man, because if Jones leaves the division, then that division is fucked. Hey, Jerry could be the guy to fucking yeah, no, no fuck to reignite you, you it. Need, you need a few guys up there. You, you, like, outside well, think of about Reyes this. and Yuri, like, I, ugh. Well, think about this. Jones, it's kind of like the DJ thing, right? He's so far beyond the rest of the division that once you take him out of the equation, the rest of the division is going to thrive because we're going to get closer fights. You tell me Flyweight's thriving? Well, <laughs> well, let's look Since at the DJ that. left, Flyweight's thriving. Right? Well, it's, <laughs> but still, the, the guys at the top, it's, it's interesting, though. Let, let's see, Davison... Okay, Benavir's probably not there anymore. Moreno's on the way up. He's ever improving. Pantoja just lost. Alex Perez on his way up. Formiga, no, you no. know, he, he no. just got murked by Perez. <laughs> There's like three guys. In this Askarov fight. on the way up too. He he still technically Fair hasn't enough. lost. Uh, Kai Carfran's shit. Bonterran shit. Yeah, you <laughs> you shit. got to number eight. Brandon and you Roy Val. Their shit. Brandon Roy Val is on his way up. Just had a, a, yeah. a, a solid win over Tim Elliott. Holly and Paiva, another guy that's on his way up, in my opinion. That guy is fucking solid. Um, but this is also years after DJ left, and 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 I. But there's just we had Suhudo at the top for a little bit. You know, what I mean, he just kind left. of. Yeah, he just won that one. That's fight. the thing, right? I, I think that you you can definitely make the light heavyweight division uh, fun again if Jones does end up leaving. It's not a complete shit show if he leaves. Again, if you get a guy like Yuri who's going to be entertaining and going out there murking guys, he can make it fun again. 
You know what I mean? So I'm not completely completely with the whole, you know, without Jones' division yeah. is garbage. It's, it's all garbage. relative. It's, it's all terrible. relative. It's all relative to, to, to their fighting system, uh, fighting uh, skills. Just just start heavyweight at 186. And <laughs> do away with just this shit. Just leave it from there. Um, nothing else that really stood out on the on the undercard. Um, yeah. Amir uh, Khani got a really nice quick submission. Yeah, over Danny Henry. The Homer Simpson. Not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said that was it. No, 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 no. That was uh, that was a different fight. That was a uh, mock one against Chris Fishgold. Oh, yeah, was yeah. it? That, that was a different oh, fight. That okay. was me leading up to researching that fight. Oh, okay, okay. That's what it was. I thought it was this one. No, um, Santos uh, wins. Easy though. Santos got screwed. That was like the one bad decision. Salikov yes, uh, Leonardo lost. Santos is the one that won against Roman yeah. Bogatov. That was the fight where Bogatov, I believe, got two points taking off for consistent dick kicks. <laughs> uh, but we didn't get to watch that fight the closest anyway. Uh, yeah, solid card overall. You know, the top three title fights delivered, in my opinion, outside of the Luis Manasfidal stalemates, but he still went out there and got got the job done. Uh, some good, you know, fallouts from here, as we discussed earlier in the episode. Looking forward to seeing how all the title fights play out now. Um, yeah, uh, the most promising prospects coming out of this, Hibas and Yiri, easily, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, what's the next card that we got? The UFC Fight Island 1, which was Cater versus Ige. This one won't take as long to go over just because yeah, not too much significance on the card. Let's start off right off the top, though. Calvin Cater against Dan Ige. Fun um, fight. You know, Ige, I believe, Expected won that result. first round. No, second. Second round, yeah, yeah. Cater won first round. Ige won second round. And then Cater just took over from that. Two judges had a 49-46 uh, Cater. And then one judge had a 48-47 Ige. Not sure which other round other than round two you can give to Ige. Uh, but in terms of a performance, you know, I thought Cater was going to finish him. You know, that, Ige, that was, Hawaiian pride, you know, we know they, they're tough, they're as, tough as The fuck. toughest shit. But Cater's just, the, the difference in striking was just so evident. And then you coupled that with Ige coming off a tough fight against Barboza. So in a fight so where so he soon. numerously got hurt to the body. Exactly. So you yeah, I mean, I thought Cater would, would be able to, get, you know, pull off a body shot and, and, and put him away that way. That seemed to be what everyone was thinking going into this fight was, this fight went exactly how everyone thought it would. And the only thing in question was, was was Cater going to get the finish or was he, was he just going to, was Ige just going to be too tough and last the five? But mm-hmm. other than that, fight kind of went the way we thought cater was the more skilled guy standing up but yeah. Ige was really tough and made it a brawl it fun it, fight i wouldn't say Ige's stock completely dropped here no 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 right it, so it it's held, still it held well it, it, it i think it held where yeah. it is yeah. i don't know if it went up but it didn't go down we've already kind of talked about the repercussions of this fight though um you know with ufc 251 we believe that cater and holloway should that, be matched that's, up that's the, that's which is you know should be a bonkers fight give us five rounds of that please don't make please it a coming event fight night. or or stacking on a different card fight but make island it a, eight yeah exactly <laughs> fight just put night. them together put them together um tim Elliott versus benoit was uh, the co-main we did a deciding splits on this episode tim Elliott deservedly gets the decision in that fight no real repercussions in that flyweight still a little bit of uh a limbo right now um rivera solid win over stamen these guys fought at featherweight even though they're 35ers super short notice as soon as edgar and munoz pulled out the ufc needed to inject a little bit more into this card hence why they put this fight together tyler santos against molly mccann i don't know what in the fuck 
people were seeing in Molly McCann to think that they'd beat a she'd beat a polished striker like Santos. Santos, yeah, got slightly out grappled against Mara Romero Barella last time around, but in the later rounds of that fight, this you guys will easily see that Santos was able to keep the fight on the feet. And when she does, her striking is just so much better than uh, a lot of the other ladies. She goes out there and uh, has a dominant thirty twenty seven. Even got a thirty twenty six on one of the judges' scorecards against Molly McCann. Uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, dude, he is. I said this in leading up to this fight, the welterweight or the catch weight now, because I believe he missed weight, uh, Francis Ngannou. If he's not able to put you out in that first round, you can have your fun with him afterwards. Here's the thing. I will give it to him, um, considering like you, we've seen these guys before. They, they, they hurt someone, they rock them, they go for a finish with a one-minute flurry, and then they're gassed for the rest of the fight and they lose. I will say, though, his, he, he had that demeanor after the first exchange where he was looking tired. But he didn't gas as much as I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Like, he still kept up a decent pace, even though he lost. Big story of this fight, though. What is this guy, Munir Lazez? Yo, he <laughs> made a one? big... That's how you yeah. make an impression in your UFC debut. Yeah. Lots of people are talking about this guy. He came in. He took out a tough dude. He had a great post-fight interview. He said all the right things. He called, called out Mike out. Perry, yeah. which is a great call out. That is a home run in terms of how you make a debut and get your name right up in there. So... That's what that, that's a guy to look out for. I love that dude. I'm not I'm not fully sold on him yet. No, neither right? am I. But that's how you do it. It's a good. It's Your a good first one. fight. That's how huge you underdog do it. comes in gets gets the even victory the call there. out. Perfect yeah, call sense. Out right. Fun yeah, yeah. fight. He Everything. tied it up in a boat. Come on, man. And to even Beautiful. get Dana, Dana came over to him. Yeah. to congratulate him and yeah. say what's up and, and he's stuff. just saying all the right yeah. things. Like he doesn't look like like he sounds smart. And tell mm-hmm. like just the way you, it was just. It was a good fight. Uh, yeah, Razak, he needs a lot of work in terms of just, you know, if he's not able to get that first round knockout. And all of his, I think he's 10 and 2 now. All 10 wins, first round knockout. Yeah, his two cool. losses, Omari Ahmedov decision, yeah. and then this decision now here against Lizaz. That's, that's um, good look. Speaking of newcomers, Hamzat yeah, Shemiev. Shemiev. Oh my God. This he has a quick a... turnaround already. He's fighting next week against uh, a newcomer, Reese McKee. But uh, this, fight this, fight... Was, this fight was like, you know, the, the cartoon where you see a cloud of smoke <laughs> and just limbs. Yeah. And then, like, when the smoke clears, like, he's just all fine. And the other guy's, like, been in tornado. Like, what? He seems, he seems to have it, too. Like, Lizaz kind of has it. I feel like Chimiev has it too. Like yeah. he knows he's so much better than these guys. Pay attention to anything else like his, his post fight interview, I like, didn't he's, listen to any of that. like you can tell his English was lacking a little bit, but like you could tell he's like very fired up. He goes, "I'm ready to go. They want me to fight next week. I'll fight next week." And he is. And he's fighting next week. Good for him. <laughs> the, the, the funny, the funny thing is, I'll, we'll talk about this now. Reese McKee actually got a. Uh, he's a Cage Warriors. I believe he's a champ over there. Um, and normally the CEO or the president of Cage Warriors caught, FaceTimes his his guys and says, "You're getting the call to the UFC." And they usually record their emotions and all that stuff afterwards. In my head, like he does it with Reese McKee. He goes, you're getting, pack your bags, you're going to fight Island, all that stuff. He's like crying. He's like, yes, I made it. And then the guy goes, uh, who did we get? And the guy goes, uh, Hamzat. He goes, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll go. We got it. We made it, mom. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you don't want to make a short notice UFC debut against a fucking guy like Hamzat Shamia. That reminds me of that uh, breaded shop story when he's with his manager and his oh, manager's yeah, yeah, like, yo, yeah. I'm going to call this guy up and tell him that yeah. we got this fight. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when he called, the guy's like, all right, <laughs> fuck. Like, like the guy's like, oh shit, I'm yeah. screwed. I want to know who that is, man. Fuck. But uh, Chimiev, uh, very, very bright prospect, 7 0 now. Um, trains with Gustafsson and those guys at the All-Star Gym in uh, Sweden has a high, high ceiling in my opinion so I'm really looking forward to seeing when he fights a legitimate test you know I mean John Phillips knock you out or gets fucked up whenever you got a guy who can slow too like he has has knockout power but he's so slow whenever you got a guy like Chimaev where 
you have that insane cardio and pace and grappling. That's always such a dangerous guy, man. Like, look at John Phillips' UFC yeah, career. That's salty as shit. He's three and or uh, one in three, one in four now. Actually, lost to Charles Bird, lost to Kevin Holland, lost to Jack Martian in a split decision in a fight. Who Jack Martian is a carbon copy of him too. They're yeah. just fucking bombers. That's yeah. all they are. His only fight that he won, seventeen second knocker against Amadovsky, but I don't know if you remember that fight. Literally just exchanging bombs from the get go. Oh. It looked like that Don Fry and that Takashi fight oh, where they just God. fucking go and wall at each other. They just fucked each other up and then John Phillips that's the only way John Phillips will ever win is if you go out there and fight him like that but Hamza Chimiev was not doing any of that solid win from uh, Lerone Murphy as well too he had that draw in his last fight against Zubera Tukagov comes in and gets a, a solid finish over Ricardo Hamish uh, Modesto Bukowskis versus Andreas Michelitis did you see this? No. Did you see how this fight finished? So um, Bukowskis had a very strong end to the first round. And then as Michalaitis was trying to get up. Oh, the elbows. Sorry, sorry. The um, we used, When you stop in the takedown and he knocked him out I with the believe elbows. Him, I believe him knocked him with the elbows. But um, as Michalaitis, his back was kind of against the fence. And he was like, he was about to get up, but he like went backwards. But for him backwards was where the cage door was yeah and somebody opened the door and he just fell backwards and it looked like he was just out of it more than it and the actually looked like here's the thing though um i didn't mind the stoppage because yeah he got screwed over with like falling back and then looking out of it so the ref stopped it but at the end of that round after eating those elbows he was on his he knee was down and the while. ref kept saying yeah. like are you good are you good yeah. and he wouldn't respond and then when he finally tries he goes back yeah I mean, if I'm the ref, I'm probably like, yeah, fuck this. Like, you're not responding, and now you stumble back, you're out. I I think the stoppage was legit. I just don't think it was done for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Like like him falling back because the door opened wasn't the right as reason. As soon as he fell back, they stopped the fight. Yeah, as but soon as he fell back. I, I did think it was a good stoppage. Like, he was he was, he was hurt from I'm that. surprised, though, that they didn't look into that more so for the, the shots to the possible back of the head. There was one that right. might have, but none of the ones that... I, like, even one grazed... Well, yeah. It looked like one grazed... All the other ones were right here. Mm-hmm. And um, right before the decision was announced, they showed right here on oh, his yeah. head, big he red, red spot. So you could see exactly where he got hit pretty much. So and that's where you have to aim for that. Yeah, right behind the ear. Uh, he kept saying back at the head, like, no, nah, it wasn't. You got put out. Gordon versus Fishgold, solid win for Gordon. Fishgold is garbage. Cut him. He's not. He's just a submit you or gas the fuck out kind I of I mean, guy. Jared and Gordon looked like yeah. he was fighting in sand or yeah. mud. Yeah. And he was still getting takedowns with no defense from Fishgold. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You get submitted all the time and get taken down and that's your takedown D? Like, not you're, good. You're cut. You're done. Uh, Liana Jojua gets a submission victory over Diana Belbita. Uh, that was a weird fight. Yeah, I called. <laughs> I called Liana. That's another one, kind of like the Molly McCann thing, where everybody was all over Belbita, oh, and okay. I'm like, I don't get it. Jojua should get her down and and submit her, but it worked out even better in my end. Belbita is the one that went for the takedown, and then she got submitted. <laughs> she had she had a solid advantage on the feet. But for some reason, decided to go for the takedown and they got submitted. So those poor IQ, fighters. poor IQ, very very poor IQ. And then Jack Shore goes out there and does pretty much the Jack Shore and Brett John special, which is smother you until you, you finally finds a finish or wins a decision victory. I'm high on Jack Shore too. That's another guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what's in store for him. I just want to see a quick uh, thing on his record because I believe it's I think he's undefeated. Pretty sure he's undefeated. 
But him and uh, Brett Johns are like carbon copies of each other too. I think they train together. They're both from Wales. Is he 13 and 0? Yeah, 13 and 0, former Cage Warriors champion. That's just him, man. Like he's just a smotherer. Like he's he's very, 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 very high prospect that I'm looking forward to in the Bantamweight division. So this Kateri fight the or card, the only thing that'll really come out of it of significance is Kateri getting a dominant uh decision victory. Um nothing that we didn't already know. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And uh, I think it sets him up, uh, hopefully, for a shot against uh, Max Holloway to determine possibly the next number one contender, uh, or at least after Zabit and whoever the fuck worked the things out. And then lastly, let's get into uh, the fight card that happened last night. Uh, UFC F- Fight Island 2, I believe it is. Uh, Figueredo versus Benavidez. We'll start this one at the bottom. We'll work our way to the top. Spivak goes out there and gets a solid uh, decision victory over Carlos Philippe. Armin Sarukian, this motherfucker, 23 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, that you said it earlier in this podcast. You're saying you don't like to judge fighters that are 25 or yeah. less. This guy, man. Another level. This fucking guy. Gave Islam Mahachev probably the toughest fight he's had in the UFC. To oh, this, this point. guy. Yep. This is the guy that fought Makachev in that debut yep. and gave him that. I remember him. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. It was he this was dude. possibly winning the stand up, but he just kept going for the takedowns where Makachev was able to get the better of him there. But, but I remember um, that being a tough, close fight. First man. ever fighter to get Makachev down, too. Shit. Uh, the Oban Mercier fight was slightly closer, though. Oban did slightly better on the feet, uh, nullified the takedowns for the most part, but our Saruki was just way too. But I like how good he there. took a year off after that, comes mm-hmm. back in this fight and totally dominated. Davi well, he was supposed to fight Dami Hamosh in April before this whole like Fair enough. Uh, COVID shit started going That's down. That's a solid win. Solid win over Hamosh. The one thing that I was uh, a little bit hesitant about, he was going for takedowns in that first round. And I'm like, you don't really want to be on the ground with Davi Hamosh in the first round. He's like, fuck that. He's still hanging out shit. in his guard. You know, laid good damage on him. His striking looks so good. His wrestling and his grappling is on another level too. The guy's really, really good. I want to see what was his other loss. Alexander, he got knocked out in 30 seconds in his second fight. And I believe he just, he go back, he avenged it. Guillotined him. He's the same guy? Belly. Oh, yep. shit. Yeah, you're right. He guillotined him. <laughs> Three minutes into the, wow. Yeah, choked him out. In the Good win for him. Good win for him. Makachev's uh, only unavenged loss. I believe he's Armenian. Yeah, Russian Armenian. That's what he is. He's yeah, he's a young dude. He has a high, high ceiling. He had a really good performance against Davi Almush last night. I'm very much looking forward to what's coming ahead from this. Is uh what Walter? No, lightweight, lightweight. Man, this lightweight division is just continuously getting stacked and more stacked. It's ridiculous. I love Armin. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what's uh, going to happen with him. Uh, Amir Albazi versus Malcolm Gordon. Tough loss for Malcolm Gordon. Uh, I don't know if you remember him, but he was on our first uh, Substance Cage Combat card. He was on Score Fighting Series a couple times too. Um, a London guy from uh, Team Tompkins oh, Chris okay. Rodesky Sam Stout was in his corner yeah. uh, one of those guys uh, yeah Albazi I knew he was going to be the strong wrestler I just didn't think his jiu-jitsu was going to be as good as Malcolm Gordon goes out there and gets a submission triangle choke uh, at the end of the first round good one for him solid prospect as well he's actually a 125er this fight should have been at 125, obviously, short notice. They got it at 135. It was Gordon stepping in to fight somebody, and then that guy pulled out and fucking Armin, uh, Amir pulled in. So it was one of those fights where, like, COVID is just fucking everything over. Uh, Brett Johns, solid upset victory over Montel Jackson here. I still believe Montel Jackson has a high ceiling. He just needs to figure out how to, like, get away from these guys that are willing to swarm him. His only other loss in the UFC was against Ricky Simone, who pretty much took the exact same game plan. And, you know, just out-wrestled Montel Jackson, uh, make smothered him, work, him, make him work, make yeah. him work. Um, 
I thought Jackson had a little bit of an issue with his cardio after I watched his fight with Felipe Clarch, which was his last fight. But man, he tried putting him away in the first and second round. And when you're like winging shots and the guy's just eating them like nothing, obviously you're going to get gassed. But if you put a pressure on him like Brett Johns does, exact same style as fucking Jack Shore, like I was saying, you're going to tire the guy out. Um, Jackson uh, losing that first round up until the last minute or so where he drops Johns. Uh, but then after that, Johns pretty much took over for the majority of the fight. 29-28 all around, probably won round two and three on those judges' scorecards. Very, very excited to see what's uh, going for Brad Johns. I believe, Yeah, he's coming off the two losses before that. Uh, he lost two... No, sorry. Uh, he lost two... Sterling. He lost to Sterling and he lost to Pedro Munoz in a fight where mm. Pedro Munoz just leg kicked the fuck out of him. And I don't think Brett Johns really wanted to get him down there because Brett, uh, Pedro Munoz is a next level jiu-jitsu player as well too. Uh, solid win for Brett Johns there. Uh, next fight, another big upset. We got Joel Alvarez going out there and getting getting a guillotine choke against Joseph Duffy in probably the, the least impressive way possible. You know, super sloppy takeout from jo- Joseph Benavides, or Benavides, uh, Joseph Duffy uh, gets caught in a guillotine choke and uh, has to tap out and then immediately retires. Oh, Duffy retired? He's officially retired. It's hilarious because all the headlines now, uh, Joe Duffy, man who formerly beat Conor McGregor, That's all retires. The, the, talk about his <laughs> win the only reason. Con- from like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. 10 years ago, actually. I was two, he came in with all that hype with that yeah. Connor win, and he, he looked good in a bunch of his fights, and then yep. he just shit the bed recently, and that's yep. it. Done. Uh, I thought he had a solid chance in this fight because Joao Alvarez is just he's not a good fighter. You know what I mean? He, he's not that not that great. He had poor takedown defense, and even with that, I was surprised I was able to lock up the guillotine choke with that takedown. Um, but yeah, Benavi- or Duffy lost his last fight to Mark D. Casey, mm-hmm. and I saw a bunch of interviews afterwards. He said he had like a lingering rib issue, which is why he took so much time off before this next fight uh and i'm like okay he seems motivated he's ready to go fixed his rib injury and then goes out there and fucking loses via guillotine choke horrible horrible loss from there not really sure what's next for joel alvarez but i don't think we'll ever see him in the top 15 probably loses next fight uh great fight next was uh grand dawson versus nad niramani not really back and forth but very entertaining because grand dawson just has this crazy fucking grappling style where he's just relentless solid jiu-jitsu ever improving uh james kraus is a great corner man for him too they have this great chemistry that just brings out the best in grand dawson he gets a 130 26 a 30 27 and then a 29 27 so solid victory over nad naramani there uh not enough you know fallout from this fight because these guys are still somewhat in the middle of the pack so it doesn't really separate them uh next up we had roman dolizzi versus hadis ibrahimov uh roman uh, champion over in Russia, uh, you know, mainly just looks for knockouts, but solid knockout over Ibrahimov here. Um, Kadis just not a good fighter anyway, so not nothing to get too happy about. And that's in the light heavyweight division, so we need to see Roman kind of oh. like start to. I don't think he's going to be anything special, but he should be able to provide a couple fun fights here and there, depending on who his opposition is. That brings us to the main card. Askar Askarov versus Alexandre Pantoja. Fun fight. Fun fight. Uh, you know, Pantoja just continues to underperform. I think he's on the decline for sure now. He came in as a minus 185 favorite, which is oh, a little bit crazy in my that opinion. Is a, I didn't even realize he was the favorite. Yeah, yeah. he just got pressured. He was um, just largely defending for most mm-hmm. of the fight. And uh, even when they separated on his feet, like you think, oh, this is what Pantoja needs. He got the separation. Askarov was 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 
punch, was beating him up on yeah. the feet. Pantoja just turned out to be a bit of a his, bust. His as arms did look labored, so I think like that grappling fucked him up where he couldn't get pop in his shots. But mm-hmm. Askarov, then he would walk forward and get tagged. So yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, solid win for Askarov there. Askarov, in my opinion, should be he's undefeated right now, but mm-hmm. he should have that one loss to Brandon Moreno in a yeah. fight where he got a gifted a draw. <laughs> so poor that. guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Askarov moves ahead in the flyweight division. Next up, uh, speaking of flyweights, women's flyweight. We had Ariane Lipsky. Uh, everybody writing her off. You know, a loss to Molly McCann, a loss to um, Joanne Calderwood in her first UFC fight. Goes out there and beats a, a short Norris, Isabella de Padua, who took the fight pretty much on weigh-in day because uh, Veronica Macedo had to pull out on weigh-in day. Um, and now she comes back and gets a knee bar victory over Luana Carolina, who sucks <laughs> yeah like she's not that good she's a she's a, she's known to be a striker but just not polished at all like if you watch the tape was, on any of these women okay. Lipsky way more polished way better on the feet i thought she would just pick her apart on the feet and maybe knock her out but then she it when she just, initiated the grappling i was like no don't do that strain. that's probably the only way carolina will be able to win this fight is pull off a fluke submission but somehow Lipsky, even somewhat caught in like a calf slicer type position say. i've never seen like she was in a, a calf slicer and then knee bars the other chick so that was a weird thing Be- Beautiful, beautiful new bar by Ariane Lipsky there. Hopefully she's able to like, you know, get back into the the, the form where she came into the UFC and she was highly touted, you know, coming over from kids. She, she, she was a Brazilian as a fan favorite in Poland. When she was like killing bitches in KSW, like she—that's right. where they gave her the nickname, the Violence Queen. That's in interesting. Poland. In yeah, Poland. and then uh, came over to the UFC. Started off kind of flat, but now she's struck together two wins. Hopefully, she's able to couple that end together to to really start to achieve that potential that we had for her. Uh, this fight was an interesting one. D. Casey versus Faziev. I was surprised that D. Casey was the favorite here, considering that you know his two prior wins over Joe Duffy and Lando Venata. The main thing in those fights were his calf kicks. Like that, that's how he managed to open up yeah. the rest of his game because he rendered his opponents pretty much defenseless. But Rafael Faziev, one of the head coaches over at fucking uh, Tiger Muay Thai, high level Muay Thai, high level striking. There's no way I, th- I was thinking that Faziev was going to lose to a guy that's just going to go out there and calf kick you you got to think a guy as high level as him would have a uh something in return yeah he'd be able for calf to figure kicks. that out yeah. and he did dude like have you like did you get to watch this fight like properly yeah yeah enough? this was a fun fight he 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 was beating the shit out of marky against for the, for the first two well not beating the shit i guess but he was hitting him hard in those first two rounds and then it seemed like dia casey kind of woke up a bit for round three and started to throw back because yep. he realized he had nothing to lose and his back was against the wall but it was too little too late Dude, this guy, there's something that went viral last year of him, like, evading kicks. like that. Oh, that, just, the limbo shit. Yeah, I remember that. But, this. dude, but he did it in a, a Muay Thai fight, which was just fucking insane. I don't think I'll be able to find it here. But everybody was tweeting it out before this fight came out. Oh, here it is. Oh. Talk about flexibility, oh, dude. Oh, my Lord. You kidding me? Fuck flexibility. The the, the speed, the, dude. The, 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 the reaction time, right? Like... God Not only damn. does he dodge it, but he gets fully like fully out of the way, and then does the same thing against fucking D. Casey. That is insane. I think the Muay Thai one was more impressive just because like that kick didn't look like it would have done as much damage as the Muay Thai kick that was thrown at him. But yeah, the, the very very uh, intriguing prospect. Still, I think he's nine and one now. His only loss was to Magomed Mustafaev last time around, where mm. Mustafaev did like a spinning back kick. 
and the spinning back kick hit his guard, but still dropped him and hurt him. And then uh, Mustafaev just went in and, and finished off that fight. So good prospect again. Another one at lightweight. We got another one here. Very, very impressive. Didn't get the finish, but was still entertaining Fun enough to, to, to really be remembered. And then uh, co-main event, Jack Hermanson goes out there and just fucking big brothers, Calvin Gaslam. When's the last time you've seen a heel hook at this level? That's, that's the first thing I thought in my head. Like heel hooks are reserved for like prelim fights. But at, to see like two top five guys and there's a heel hook what that that just shows that's even more evidence as to why the fuck gaslam should go down well to because these guys are too big for him too strong for him you're going back to back fights back to back fights darren till jack hermanson even though darren till used to be a welterweight way too big for welterweight maybe even a little bit too big for middleweight maybe middleweight's probably where he should be but he's a big middleweight this fight fight didn't have to do with the size in terms of why he lost but I'd say he, so. Strength and size. You think so? Where's the heel hook? Big, yeah, you have to get to to be that strong to get somebody to tap from strong, a heel. Strong, fine, but it didn't feel like the size was a it was a difference. I'd say strength and size couple of that shit together. Fair right? enough. But I do agree with you. He should be a welterweight because he should have been a welterweight the whole time. When yeah. you look at how he looks, he's clearly a welterweight. Yep. Who, eats too much and doesn't fucking have the discipline to cut the weight properly mm-hmm. so that's kelvin's fault yeah and especially now you're coming off three losses this is the most embarrassing one just go back to your your true weight class okay but Enough even even look at his wins at middleweight even his wins first of all i thought jacare beat him yeah jacare looked like he was so gassed his legs were burnt out but yeah when he, but he bombs. was still popping Gel- yeah. kelvin and kelvin was not getting out of the way oh you knocked out bisbing who was In mentally checked fight. out after Losing to GSP a month three before weeks, that, two, two, or, two three or three weeks, weeks before. before that, yeah. So he was already heard from that. Lost to Chris Weidman, which another fight that shows that the strength and and size of Chris Weidman. That Weidman's one was, was like that one was clear. Like, oh shit, you shouldn't be at middleweight because no. you got dummied there. Knocked out Vitor Belfort, got overturned to fuck? no contest Vitor. due to marijuana. The and Tim then Kennedy beats, was, was good, but it Tim was Kennedy, impressive. Uh, I think that was his last fight too. But Kennedy was even coming off a long layoff in that fight and gassed. So. Was it that impressive? I don't know, man. He and then still Johnny finds Henderson himself called- in the title shot after two straight victories over Bisping and Jacare Souza, and that's where we start to see like the difference in terms the of decline. He like, had that good performance against yeah. Israel, so you thought he was going to hang around the top. Man, and- now that I look at him, man, it's kind of salty. Like that, uh, his his uh, middleweight run. It is like they're they're just old guys that he's beating and even then like <laughs> one of his wins is not that great against Jacare. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought he lost. So exactly, he's got like two finishes really. No, I guess the Vitor one, but even that fuck yeah. Vitor, like it's a free win for anybody at that point. Solid win for Jack Manson, though. Yeah, good win for Jack Manson. Get I back did, on the. I did think the, the odds were crazy for this because they were favoring Gaslam, and I was yeah. like, I think Jack Manson is going to win. I, I think it ended like uh, at a pick'em though. Yeah, like and Manson actually became the favorite. But the reason I didn't end up betting on this was because of the fact that stylistically it wasn't a good fight for Manson because, like, I thought on the feet, Kelvin's got the better boxing, so he should be able to probably win that. And then I just didn't like Kelvin is His not grappling is good. That's what I mean. He's not he's not really an offensive grappler, but he's really good at scrambling and defending the grappling. Like Jacare couldn't do shit to him really in the grappling department. So I thought he'll negate that and probably win the boxing, but didn't negate it at all. Got caught in a fucking heel hook for God's sakes, like a minute in. Solid win from Jack Manson there. Um, he called his shot pretty much afterwards in the interview, and yeah, I he's liked smart. it. I liked Smart. it. He's thinking it. He's thinking it through. He, I liked he, it. What did he say? I, I, the I winner to, of Till and Whitaker, and then I and then we fight the the title winner. Then um, they fight uh, Costa. Costa and uh, Izzy. Yeah, makes absolute sense. Why the fuck I'm not? completely down Why with the that. Fuck not? 
Like I'm totally down. Even if Whitaker goes out there and gets a solid, like a highlight reel knockout over Till, I'd still say give him Jack Manson. Yep. Why not? Or if um, or Cannonier, whatever the, the, the winner of Yoel Romero and Uriah. Well, Hall. actually, the, no, actually, what what he had said was uh, winner of Paulo and Izzy should fight Cannonier. And then winner of oh, yeah, Till yeah. He did say that. Whitaker uh, and him Such fight. Such a nice guy. I know. Remembering that Cannonier <laughs> fucked him up. Like, you know what? I can't leave Rocky. I'll he wait. He did beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Give him the fight. Nice dude. Nice guy, Jack. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll you know wait. What I mean? It's right. It's only right he beat me up. It's yeah, cool. yeah. It's cool. Um, Although Cannonier's not going to get a title shot coming off an injury like that. And he's old. People don't remember. Cannonier's already like 37 now. Is he 37? He was 36 when he beat Hermanson. Where's Jared? 36. And uh, what year? Uh, 84. Okay, so he turned 36 this year. He turned 36 in March. Okay, so he's still 36. Fine, but man, this is his time, right? He's got to make that run now. Yeah. Like now, now. So I don't think... I think they might do a Cannoneer versus Romero Hall winner. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, Hmm. Actually, you know what? They should do Cannoneer versus the winner of Till and Whitaker. That too. That too. You know what? I like that. Actually, I, I kind of like that. And better. then give Cannoneer Jared deserves that. Give uh, and then give Hermanson the winner yeah, of Romero and Romero Hall. Hall. I like that. I like that. Right. I like that matchmaking right there. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so solid win for Jack there. Calvin, go back to fucking welterweight as we've been saying for the last three times you fought. Put down the burrito yeah. <laughs> and cut the fucking yeah, weight properly, exactly. dude. Um, all right, main event. I, I really, 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 really wanted you to fucking watch this live on the podcast just so we could get your just reaction of <laughs> the complete demolition that waiting. fucking Figueredo put on uh, Joseph Benavides absolutely nuts that he was just from bell to bell there was literally no success that benavides had in that fight at all but the, the, the only success was getting out of the, the rear naked choke at first but he still was, found himself in like i messaged you this was like like a dark comedy movie yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how like where the heat where you know everyone's rooting for the hero and then they all just watch him get mauled and everyone's like oh, <laughs> oh my god what's going on like it was yeah. that it was that level because it's like First of all, he already lost, but then because of the weight miss, he gets lucky and every and he gets another and the title fight. Butt. He gets another title fight. Um, but the whole <laughs> sorry, I lost my point now. What the sorry. fuck was I saying? It was a dark comedy movie, like fucking. He he kept oh, like yeah. they're trying to serve it to him in a silver platter. Yeah, like it's like up. everything lined up for everybody wanted Joseph Benavides to get his yeah. belt. Everyone's like, please. They're all rooting for him. The underdog, he's coming and he's gonna do it. Everyone's on his side. 10 seconds in he's getting he's clipped and fall everyone's oh god and then he fi- and then then he's getting put into four or five different choke attempts you're like oh my god oh my god someone and then he gets out and it's like oh shit joseph Benavides, all right dropped again okay gets right back up though it's like okay okay dropped again oh my god <laughs> mounted jesus christ elbow to the face bloody bloody oh my god this is getting bad then not only choked. Can we pull up a picture? I, I was going to show you that. I was going to show you. Not Hold on, on, on. only choked. <laughs> Where is it? But his body. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> 
Yo, you need to I won't be able to pull though. this up. I won't be able to pull this up on the Not podcast, only, but yeah. I'm, I'm showing him the picture. If you guys go to my Twitter, uh, I retweeted it. I think it was Luca Fury that twi- uh, tweeted out where at the end where Figueroa has him choked pretty much out unconscious. You see Benavides' face bloody and lifeless but eyes open the color and it of looks a tomato fucking, yeah um yeah not only choke but it was the choke was like his spine was contorted this oh, way yeah. his neck was this way his <laughs> eyes are open and he goes out it looks like a like a exorcism almost <laughs> going into this fight everyone was scared for for benavidez after yeah. the way the first one went because he's older and he got rocked and put out and this fight went worse worse than by far. what people were worried was going to yeah. happen like this was the worst. Like it could have just scenario. been one drop finish done. Yeah. No, let's drop no. you numerous times Three and times. fucking cut you up yeah. and, and then submit and you. Put right, you out. And, oh, in the last ten seconds. So you have yeah. to endure an entire round yeah. where you lose like ten six. Because that, that's yeah. a, that, that's a fucking ten six. Like, I wish we could have let the judges just that, That's that. a ten six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe a ten five. Like yeah. what the fuck? Drop three times. Cut open with elbows from mount. Choked unconscious. My God. Could you have a more dominant performance? What a stamp to the end of this guy's career. In, in a bad way, though. Um, the poor guy. Like, he's just forever that bridesmaid. And even when you look at his resume, I was pointing this out to you before. Three he has three, seven yeah. losses, but only to four guys. Like, uh, the, the Pettis one is kind of like that outlier because yeah. it was a split decision. You can even argue Benavidez won. It's and after, it was after a, after a long, long layoff, layoff too. Yeah. But his other losses... He's got two losses each to the champions of the division. Yeah. Couldn't beat Dominic Cruz twice, goes to flyweight. Couldn't beat DJ twice. Then finally a new champion come, emerges, what with Suhudo, then he left. Then a new a new champion comes here with a, a Figueredo, loses twice to him too. Like, poor guy. Literally all his losses were to the top guy twice. Just couldn't get timing. There. Just was never forever number two, like the best number two guy ever. Timing was just never on his side. Like even in WEC, they should have technically had a one twenty five pound division, but they yeah. didn't. And he would have. So he would have. He would have been the champ. He would have. He would have been the champ at that time. And uh, unfortunately for him, he always had to go up against Prime Cruz, which always fucked him over. And then Prime DJ, and now apparently Prime Figueredo. So let's talk about Figueredo a little bit, though. Yeah, poor like, Benavides, but Jesus Christ, Figueredo looked like a f- like going into this fight, you're, or even going into that first Benavides fight. You're probably thinking Dana and the UFC want Benavides to win. Yeah, he's the highly, like. you know, like. way more likable, way more marketable at the time. Um, you know, speaks English easily, and then you have this Brazilian guy that half the people will probably never be able to pronounce his name correctly. Um, doesn't know how to speak English, uh, missed weight, all this type of stuff. And it was only gets, like one and one going into the Benavides fight, the first one. Uh, he had lost to Formiga, then won a fight. His only ever loss is Formiga. Yeah, and then he then he won a fight and yeah. then was back into the title fight. He has a good resume, but you know, perfect outcome to these last two fights where he goes out there and finishes Benavidez. So, and I just want to quickly touch on the headbutt. It takes both of them. For, it's not like Davison intentionally headbutted him. They both led with their head, which led to that uppercut um, or, so or to that, to here's that the thing. headbutt. I do have sympathy in that case because I do believe the headbutt rocked him and took him out mentally for a few seconds and then he got dropped and clipped fine. But Benavidez was the one who led in with his head. He went into the head. The clash of the heads was Benavidez's fault. And what is a common thing that like whenever you hear, like when I listen to Kenny Florian talk about it, Bisbing has said it too. Benavidez has a problem with leading with his head. They've literally called that out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks that it was like a headbutt that maybe caused you to get knocked out, but you it was your fault. 
I'm sorry. But it, it seemed like he just put that blame solely on Figueroa. It's like Figueroa had but me. Figueroa had, well, what are you talking about? No, this was he didn't want both to believe, of you guys. He like, didn't want to believe that he like just lost. Like it was oh, it was the headbutt. And now this is his time. He actually beat Pantoja and uh, Tim Elliott before he got the title shot against oh, Benavides. Okay. So solid solid two wins him oh, yeah, for him two there. Wins. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was one one for some mm-hmm. reason. Um the Elliott one was quick one where thing, he just got uh, that guillotine. Another thing, even though Benavides spent most of this round getting mauled, the few seconds where he actually was on the feet and tried to engage look bad he was just whiffing missing by a mile figueredo had this look like he was just casually getting out of the way and it was like slow-mo like like this guy's figueredo so benavita just swinging at air wildly not setting it up it just it looked bad he's built pretty well for this 125 division he's five five uh with a 68 inch reach but man his reach seems like super long like he just seemed to have so like his ability to cover range cover distance how quick Sniper he is with strikes, the power yeah, he's quick he's going to be a problem for a lot of these guys uh i don't think we'll ever see him be able to avenge that formiga loss because i, I think, think so formiga's on formiga's his way out done. he's on his decline too. you know the, the two and it was two straight losses it wasn't now. really damage it was just formiga holding him mm-hmm. in place like getting his exactly. back and holding him. there was like no punches yeah. thrown he just couldn't explode out of the positions so I, I, this is possibly the best outcome you could have for Davison. Very, very dominant victory. Looks like you a- can get a ton of highlights just from these last two fights alone. Best case scenario for him. Worst case scenario for Joey B. But I mean, yeah. hey man, you just... Well, I guess Joey B is not technically retired. He did say, I know that was my last title fight, but I just don't want to go out like that. So he's looking for one fight just to get a good win and go out. Is there um, any... Why, why man, not him to, against fucking... To retire Benavides that way? Like yeah. drop him three times, maul him, cut him up, choke him out? That's... yeah. That's very very impressive that's like double stamp man. yeah couldn't be more more impressive uh what could we see as benavidez's potential last that's fight what i mean it's all oh, like you don't want to you don't want to put him against a guy that's like on the cusp of getting a title shot right i, I think they might actually do that i think you want to not moreno a, against benavidez a winnable fight but at the same time someone who if he beats benavidez gets a nice little boost and uh, moreno I like it. But maybe even Moreno's too much. Oh, yeah, he's already beaten Alex Perez, actually. He already beat Formiga. He already beat... Did he face Pantoja? Pantoja's coming off a loss. Maybe maybe Benavidez Pantoja. I like that That's one. not a bad fight. That's a very that's winnable... That's a winnable fight for Benavidez, Very winnable. Um, I mean, you'd like to... You'd, you'd as hope, long as his chin isn't completely shot. You'd hope Pantoja doesn't put Because Pantoja out. still does have some power, right? That's one thing you got to be worried about. But three rounds, uh, Benavidez is... <clears throat> He's still like one of the best scramblers like you've ever seen. Like I don't think I've like no one has taken Benavides down and held him there. No, I've never even seen that no. for a second. The guy doesn't yeah, stop scrambling. This was his first ever submission loss. Yeah, like he got held down. This was the first time I see like he got held, but it, that was also because he got rocked and mounted immediately. So, but he probably woke up and mount. So at that point, it's kind of too late. But in terms of his his scrambling ability, it's it's, it's still incredible. So if he can get him. Um, Pantoja's face, he probably could win that fight easily. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably do that, Benavides Pantoja. And maybe give Askarov the first And then, shot. Uh, did we talk about what we should do next for Figueredo? Yeah, that's the we thing. We did talk uh, about that a little bit. Know. Brandon Moreno. Again, probably the most uh, the most deserving. People are throwing Alex Perez's name in there. Do um, Perez and Askarov, man. Just yeah, I'm cool with that. Perez, Askarov for next number one shot. Uh, Askarov, Perez. Solid fight to to put together to determine or help determine what the next flyweight contender should be, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the card. Yet. Though, like, there's not there's not too much else that sticks out. Smaller card, but we did yeah. get a shit ton of fights yeah. over a seven day period, so can't complain. I don't want to preview the the Whitaker Tail card. Um, we'll we'll just rec- we'll cover it 
in the next episode, at yeah. least the, the recap. When of is it? it? That's in two weeks. That's next week. We're, oh, it's in oh, it's on July twenty fifth. When's There's the no week breaks. off? Uh, I don't think there is a week off, dude. There was supposed was to weird. be. It was weird. They they showed the the forecast of their schedule, but they skipped one of the fights. Okay, that's why. So there's supposed to be a week off, but then they kind of like went back. Yeah. On so it. we got July twenty fifth, uh, August first, August eighth, fifteenth, twenty second, twenty ninth, fifth of September, September twelfth, September nineteenth, oh, September twenty sixth. There's your bad gap. October third. Wow. Is the is the but next? They probably week. they'll probably announce something for that yeah. too. Holy fuck! October third is the next Saturday without one, a card. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight events. Now let's include what they've had since this little stretch here. Uh, uh, what is it? I say 10, 11, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 straight events. Holy fuck! That's insane. There's, I believe Even, there's a Wednesday card. It was July 5th, I think, was the last Saturday where yep. we didn't have a card. Yep, yep, yep. And we're not we're not going... Until October. Jesus. That's I love insane. it. I fucking love Just it. Just in time for wave two. <laughs> I believe there's another Wednesday card. Or did I think... No, I, I might have gotten that mixed up. Because everything else looks like it's on a Saturday, right? They're all seven-day gaps? Yeah, they're all. They're all. Yeah. All on Saturday. Right. Maybe a Sunday, I don't know, but it looks like Saturday. But yeah, so solid solid schedule so far. Cormier three, uh, Cormier and Miocic 3 is the next pay-per-view, August 15th, so that's just under a month away. Cormier Miocic 3 is, it's so funny because that matchup turned into a trilogy that no one anticipated would become a trilogy. No, no one expected it to be a trilogy. And not only did it turn into a trilogy, but it's like the longest time period possible. Yeah. Like, this is a three-year matchup. Yeah. Poor Francis. What the fuck? Yeah, seriously. Poor Francis. They fight once, once every year. Once every year, these guys have yeah, fought. That's nuts. And nobody thought we were getting three. We no. thought we were getting one, and that's it. All right, this was an action-packed episode that we had for you guys. We covered three events for you guys. We also did two episodes of Deciding Split, so make sure you guys go check that shit out. Yep. And uh, we will be back uh, next week to cover Whitaker versus Till, which should be a fun fight. Um, anything else to wrap up the card? You nope. good? All right. Got it all out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching as always. Uh, hit the subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.